Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. We started a little early today, 929, to make up for some of the times we started a minute or so late. And my privilege to pray for and introduce Tony Collette, speaking on the Great Commission. Lord, we ask for your anointing. We ask you to fill his mouth and his heart. Speak your words. Help us to understand them. And help us to take that Great Commission to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen, Lord. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Thank you, Lord. So, we all have a mission or commission, right? What is that? To stay home and just uh, 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 go to work, right? No? What is it? Get fat and happy. Hey! Get fat and happy. <laughs> Actually, what is a great commission? To go into all the world and do what? The good news, the good news. Actually, every child of God since the beginning had a commission. Had a commission. Noah had a commission. He had a built a great boat, you know. Uh, Abraham, he had a commission. He went out not knowing where he was going. So we all have a commission. Praise the Lord. So here we start. But before we get to the Great Commission, we first need to accept Jesus, right? Once we accept Jesus, then we are here with a commission to do what? To show and to get other people to receive Jesus. Okay? Get them saved through the blood of Jesus. Only then... We can start our journey because it is a journey. A journey in the Lord's family as a babe in the Lord. <laughs> That's the first thing we have to get fed. Fed by the word of God. The sincere milk of the word. So we can what? Grow. Grow. Okay? So from that point... We need to woo. We need to grow in the kingdom and in God's word. You see, that's the thing. We start with the word. It's always the word. And we know that the word is who? Jesus. The word of God. That's our point. That's where we hit and we go straight. And that will give us the strength to do what God wants us to do. 1 Peter 2.2, 2, as newborn babes decide the sin-sealed milk of the word that we may grow by. Amen. Grow by, thereby, I'm sorry. And the first thing we learn is that, what do we learn? We are in a battle for souls. Okay, we all soldiers of the Lord. We have a job to do. And it's a war. Because, okay, forget about that. So now we are saved and learn that we are soldiers for Jesus, that we need his word to grow, that we need and love him. What now? What do we do now? Okay? Whoops. What do we do now? 
Well, I guess now we just attend the nearest church to our home on Sunday and we start to act. <laughs> act. <laughs> we love towards our neighbors and friends. We work at always smiling. Remember, you always have to smile at every person that we meet and try to be nice and good to others. <laughs> no? <laughs> Hi! You know, we go to church and is that it? Is that what being the true Christian is? Not really, no? <laughs> no! Being a true disciple, 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 I'm fire for Jesus. It's not just becoming a religious person or about keeping the rules and regulations. Being good or even going to church every Sunday, that doesn't mean not to go to church, but I'm saying that's not just it, okay? We have a goal. We're going someplace. If not, we are going to get cold. It is about relationship. You remember that verse, Revelations 3.20? What does he say? Behold, I stand at the door, and what? Knock. If any man hear my voice and opens the door, I will come. This is Jesus talking. I will come into him, will sup with him, and he with me. It's about a relationship. Without him, we can do nothing. So we want a commission. We want to go and be fighters for him. We need him. Without him, we are lost. Okay? It's relationship. A relationship. Oh, we already said it. Without a relationship with him, you can forget trying to be a real disciple of Jesus Christ. You see, you could be religious, you could do this, you could do that, you could keep all the rules, but if you don't have a relationship with him, we're lost. We're lost. Sometimes we have to learn that the hard way, like some people like me, but you know, it's just, thank you, Jesus. You are it. He's our Savior. He's our way. Now, to grow and be successful, we need to learn our position in the kingdom. Where do we start? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> John 15, 5. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Who is the vine? Jesus. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth much fruit. For without me, you can do what? Nothing. You see? You want to be fruitful? You want to have good fruit? Stay right by that strong, you know, divine. Amen. We are the branches. Romans 8, 18, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed 
in us. As we stay close to him, you know, he will show us. You see, we're in a battle, but we are learning every day. And sometimes, you know, our carnal mind, you remember our carnal mind, is what? Enmity against God is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So forget it. <laughs> if you try to, oh, I'm just going to do this, I'm going to, forget it. Stay close to Jesus. He will show you. Stay close to the vine. You want fruit? Well, that's our commission, to, to uh, bring forth fruit. And how can we be, bring forth fruit? Stay close to him in the word. You know, it's an everyday thing. Woof. Sometimes we are a little desperate, crying to God for help, and sometimes, and you know, and going up, up. This is the walk of faith. Second Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Look at all the stories of our brothers and sisters in the Bible. Look at Abraham. Okay? What did God tell him? Go out. Go out where, Lord? Just go out. Just follow me. But, uh, but, but, uh, but, but. No, no, but. Just go. But he was faithful and went. Look at Noah. Built a boat. Lord, what is a boat? <laughs> what do you mean a boat? <laughs> Just go and do a boat. Okay, Lord, you know. I don't understand it. I don't know what he's doing. But you keep faithful. Faithful to him and then he will show you. Wow, Lord, look at that. Look at the blessings, you know. It's very easy to be a Christian, right? No. Not really. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of preaching. Oh, once you receive Jesus, everything is fine. Not really. It's just the beginning. <laughs> that's the beginning. <laughs> Stan said that's the beginning of trouble. Amen. But they're good at trouble because we're going someplace. You know? Oh, yes. Amen. Going by faith. Look at all the men through history of God. Men of God. You know, going by faith. By faith. And what's by faith? By faith. That means you don't know where you're going, really. You don't know what you're doing, really. You're just following. You're just following the Lord. Go ahead. Psalm 144.1, blessed be the Lord my strength. You see, he's my strength, which teaches my hand to war. Why? Because we are war. In this world, we are war. Every day is a war. <laughs> so you guys believe in conspiracy theories then here? Hmm? Well, in the way we do, because we see the Bible, and it's not a theory, it's, a, it's an actual fact. You know, we have war. <laughs> the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hand to war, and my fingers to 
fight. It is a fight. It is a fight. We don't give up because we know where we're going and we know the rewards. Why? Because the Lord told us this is going to be a fight. Here we are. You have to get all your gear, be ready to fight, and don't give up. Don't give up. That's why the Bible says, fear not, fear not. You see, the enemy always is trying to get you fearful. The problem with fear is that you don't have faith. And if you don't have faith, then the devil could come up. Look at that guy, Tony, there. He's, he has fear in his heart. So, Lord, according to the word, you cannot protect them. That's it. You know? The devil is legalistic. You know? And he goes, ha-ha, ha-ha. Suni. Suni thought this this morning. And she's a little fearful. So, now I could attack her. Attack her. You know? That's why we have to, Huh? Amen. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is a fight. We have to look forward. Don't give up. That's the big, you know, the devil is always trying to get you give up. Because if you give up, then the Lord cannot answer your prayer because you gave up. You know? Then the enemy can attack you because you give up. So with soldiers, we don't give up. We get trained to fight. Second Timothy 2, 3 to 4. Thou therefore endure hardness. That's talking to who? To the world, right? To us. Hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen to be a soldiers. We're soldiers. It's a fight. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to look forward, you know. The devil is going to come. No, you can't. It's impossible. You're crazy. You're not. Yes, we are crazy for the Lord and we're going to go straight you know we're not gonna listen to him right, right. amen we're gonna fight fight us over jesus I, this is a no probably none of you heard it but i heard it before we come this far by faith leaning on the lord trusting in his holy word he's never failed us yet something like that Anyway, I know I'm not a singer, but anyway, here's our, here's our commission, given to us by our highest commander and king. You know who that is, right? Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. There must be a mistake there, right? Is there a mistake there? No. Teach all nations? No, go, go. That's our commission, to go. To go. Don't think about it, just obey. Obedience brings the Spirit of God. You just obey. Yes, sir. I'm going. 
teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Amen. Go. What should I do, Lord? Go. Go where? Go and teach all nations. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Come here and then we go. <laughs> okay. That's our commission to go, not to question. We're soldiers for the Lord. We are soldiers. That's why a soldier gets trained. You know, sometimes we're looking up, Lord, there's nothing here. And the climb is hard. And if I go look down, man, I better not be looking down. But you keep going. Keep going for the Lord. Don't give up. Trust the Lord. With what? All of your what? Oops, sorry. Lean not to thy own understanding. That's our worst enemy, our understanding. We need to go. Trust the Lord. Don't look back. That picture speaks a lot. Look at that picture because this person is looking up saying, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but if you've climbed, like I just climbed Mount Sinai or part of it, you turn around and you look down and you say, I can't go back. Okay, that's where we Christians are because we're saying, I can't go back, but I don't exactly see the way to go forward sometime. That's walking in faith. That's a perfect picture. I can't see how I can, look. I can't see how I can go up, and I can't go back because truly it is easier going up than it is going down. Truly, truly. Yes, sir. And it is easier walking closer to Jesus, continuing to fight the good fight like he's saying, to get closer to Jesus than it is to go back. We can't go back. We must go forward, but sometimes we don't exactly see how or where. Amen. Amen. That's our life. Faith. That's the life of faith. You see, that's what the world doesn't understand. You guys are crazy. You know? What do you mean? Where are you going? You know? But the Lord tells you, just keep on. And you see the victories. And you see people change. I'm sorry, change. But that's our life. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, this is the promise. And lo, I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world. That's a promise. You see, that's, that's the big point that we need to keep. The promises of God. It is God. He said it. We might not see it. We might not feel. We might feel that there's no point. But we need to know who we are. We're soldiers. And soldiers just, yes, sir. Sometimes our flesh doesn't like that. <laughs> Not that easy. <laughs> yes, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Amen. But it's, you know, you have to keep your eyes 
I'm the Lord that promises. The mind is going, you're nuts. What are you doing? You're crazy. This cannot be. It's impossible. But we believe the impossible. We don't stop. We look to the Lord and we keep going. Amen? Amen. Look at that. And lo, I am with you. He's with us. Sometimes we don't, huh? Always. Even unto the end, where? Of the world. Where does that end? There's nowhere to hide. I know I try to hide sometimes. There's nowhere. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, that's his hand. Come on. Come on, son. Hold. But, but, not but. Come, come, come. Hold. The devil saying, you're crazy. Don't do it. You can't. You can't. But the Lord saying, come, son. Come. Oh, no. This is, this must have been a mistake here. I, I'm, I'm sure. Matthew 10, 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopard. No, that was, when, okay, here. I know this probably must, was a mistake. That was when Jesus time. Not anymore. You see, we right now, is it? Yes. Amen. It wasn't only in that time. Right now, he's talking to us right now. But we can. Yes, you can. Just try it. Just do it. But I can. Yes, you can. Why? Because you're a soldier and you're to obey. That's it. <laughs> obey. Do it. What was that? Obey. <laughs> Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. I mean, you hear them talking. It's like, you know, raise it. Okay, we raise the dead. You know, in Bible times. So, Let's believe. Let's just believe. He says it. Cast out devils. Freely you have received. Freely give. That's one of the hardest, right? Yes. <laughs> no, but not, 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 not this because, you know, I, I need it for so and so. No, give. Freely give. And then the Lord starts giving you. But boy, does he take faith no your mind is going what are you doing you need it for tomorrow you know what Th this week it was a, a pretty heavy thing i can't remember what i was thinking but you know the uh, uh the children of israel they live there were how many uh, around four million of them right in the wilderness what's that four millions or am i Okay, something like that. Something like that. It was a big group. For 40 years in the wilderness. And you hear the wilderness. Oh, yeah, the wilderness. You can really survive in that wilderness. It was an impossibility. It was crazy. 
What are you thinking? You need our mind, a little mind, you know. It cannot be, just cannot be. Yes, it can be, you know. And they left the wilderness and the shoes, they were the same shoes. They were not even worn up, you know. So that's what the Lord teaches us to go. And our mind is just, you're crazy. But we just need to keep our eyes on Jesus and the goal. Keep up. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. That's our life. We just go by faith. And the mind plays on us all the time. Because why? We walk by faith. Well, no. By faith, <laughs> that's better. <laughs> and not by sight. You know? It's, we just need to believe. That's the hard thing. You know, Christian, we, we have to just believe. You know, we have to believe. And that's not easy. You know, our mind is worrying with us. No, 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 we can. Yes, we can. And if we just keep walking, the Lord will keep showing. We're going to fall. We all fall. Who hasn't fallen? I've fallen a lot, you know. But we just keep by faith, keep our eyes on Jesus. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world. That's a big thing. Go ye into all the world. That's right. <laughs> Pastor Lou opened his big mouth. Go ye into all the world. Even Honduras. Even Pakistan. India. You know. Ah, this is a long. <laughs> you know, when I fir the first time I went to India, it was me, my first wife, and my little baby at two months. And we took, you know, and we were in the ship. They gave us a big room, you know. We, we, it was a funny story, but, you know, we got uh, uh, the boat, you know, we went free on the boat to. Uh, Rotterdam and uh, 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 the cook got really to be really good friends and I was talking and he says where are you going I said we're going to India and all of a sudden the guy just turned and said what are you doing you taking those kids to India I've been to India you're gonna kill those kids you cannot do that I mean he turned into a devil all of a sudden <laughs> from being you know and but, you know, you're going to find people in your way that are going to tell you. But if the Lord shows you, you keep going. You keep going. And when, the, and, and, and yeah, and, and it's, you won't believe how some people just turn into a devil, you know. And, you know, they could be your best friend and also because they are not following the Lord. You just have to follow the Lord and the Lord will do it. That's an amazing story. Someday I should tell him. But anyway, and he said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That your, your job is not to convince. Before I thought I need to convince him. No. 
Your job is to tell them the truth, pray for them, and I tell you, sometimes people get saved. They don't even say that prayer, you know. There's something, there's a conviction that comes, and all of a sudden everything changes, and they know it's the Lord. With a prayer, is a really good way to go, but what I'm saying, because it's actually the same thing, but getting saved, I got saved, and I, it was a, a, a I, you know, <laughs> I just got convicted. Somebody gave me a Bible, and my life changed. I, I afterwards said the prayer, but I knew I was saved. You know, you just know. <laughs> There's something in the spirit that all of a sudden something changes. And then you hear some people that say the prayer, okay, Jesus come in my heart, da, 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 and they just keep going the same way. <laughs> this, it, it, it have to be the Lord. It's something you don't save. He saves. He comes. He does the work. I still have a lot. To what time I'm going to? Okay, so I have a lot of time. So. <laughs> it is the Lord. Relax. I'm talking to me. I'm not saying. I'm talking to me. Relax. You know, two days, was it two days ago? Yes, today is Friday. Uh, um, no, Thursday. I was in Uber. And I got to the airport. It wasn't going that good. I go to the airport, and all of a sudden comes this, ooh, $80. And I go, when you see $80, it's probably taking you out. $89. It sounds, oh, good money. But hueco. And my first reaction, Lord, I'm going to go all the way there. And then I'm going to have to come, you know, without, you know, I'm losing here. But I got this thing. Take it, take it. And I was, ha I had a big discussion with the Lord. But no, but yes. Okay, I finally I take it, you know. And I go, ah, Oh, it's going to take me two hours here, two hours. By the time I'm lost the whole day, and you know. And you know, I'm a little bit murmuring. <laughs> a little bit. I wasn't doing that bad. Just a little bit. <laughs> and there's this guy. I mean, to me, I'm a little guy. He looked like a, you know, a giant there, you know. <laughs> you know, but he has a big smile, that guy. And all of a sudden, you know, and. And I'm going and I'm talking to him, you know. I'm a little shy. No, no, not really. I talk too much, you know. So I, I, I'm talking to him and I'm always finding a way. You know, I start talking about how things are, the children, and see what they think. And then usually, unless they don't want to hear, we start talking about the Lord, you know. So he... He started talking about, you know, that he had, he doesn't know how long he's going to live because he doesn't, he, he didn't say he had cancer right now, but he had it, you know, two or three times, you know, and the, the, you know, he's, it's a miracle that he's alive, you know, so we talking about the Lord, but, you know, once we start, you know, we start talking about the Lord, you know, what the world and, you know, all this, uh, uh, 
I don't know if I should say it here, but you know, this, uh, <laughs> you know, with children, you know what they're doing with the children, putting them in their heads, you know, and they tell them that, you know, mm, you understand anyway. <laughs> and, and he's getting on fire, and you know, we go and then we start talking about the end time, and and uh, um, you know, we go. The two hours were like, you know, 15 minutes, you know, we were, we were talking, you know, and we get there. I pray for him and say, you know what? The Lord hasn't finished with you. I tell him, you know, I just got that the Lord hasn't finished with you. He has more. And he says, you know what? I used to uh, uh, be uh, serve the Lord and do this here. But the Lord said, you know, I, I mean, he made him his day. He, you know, he gave me a good tip at, at the end. And then. You know, my flesh comes again. Oh, now I'm going back. <laughs> you know, okay. You know, waste. It's a Thursday. It was kind of going okay. But, you know, okay. You know, my, your mind kind of goes back. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, I put the two apps, you know, the, the Uber and, and Lyft, you know, to see somebody might, you know. And I leave work when I go, okay, okay. You know, I'm getting my mind, and all of a sudden, it, you know, it <laughs> lift the thing, you know, a request to go to DFW. <laughs> I go, yeah! <laughs> so the Lord worked it out, and uh, we got to win this there, too. But, you know, just. Well, yeah, what a miracle! <laughs> Anyway, anyway, did I finish this one? I think I did. Okay. Go ye into all the world, but not me because, you know, um, uh, I'm from, uh, I don't know, whatever town, Dallas, and, you know, I just stay here. No, all the world, you know, because you don't know what might happen tomorrow. Those things might start exploding and we better go. <laughs> you know? Don't say you're never going to go somewhere. Oh, I'm never going to go there. You know? You don't know. And when you go over there, you might fall in love with the people. And you think, oh, no, 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 I won't, you know. Those Latins, man, I, you know, you know. But you might, you might fall in love with them, you know. The sheep, it's the sheep, it's got sheep, that's the thing. Oops, I think I, yes. Matthew 5, 16. You guys know this one, right? Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify what? Your Father, which is in heaven. Just let the light shine. He will do it. You don't have to worry. You just have to have a fight with yourself in your mind that says you're crazy. <laughs> but you just keep, you know, it's crazy. Our life is always, you know, a fight, no? Yeah. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God, the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. And the power of God, you know, the Lord has a way of doing things, doesn't he? You know? Doesn't he? 
are mine. You know, the fight, <laughs> most people, all oh, the devil, well, sometimes he's your mind. <laughs> but he uses your mind, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, proclaim the gospel. Oh, what happened? Did I read? No. Yeah, okay, okay, good, good, good. Matthew 28, 19. No, I read that one already, no? Uh, well, let's, let's do it again. Okay. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's our job. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. What did he command us? To love each other. What? Amen. Go tell her of the mountain. And lo, I am with you just one day. The second day. What is it? Oh, I I'm learning English. What does all mean? All? Oh, <laughs> okay. Amen. Look at that. Almost like. <laughs> like a baseball more. <laughs> well, I think that was it. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> I ha I have a, a, a website and uh well, right now I'm, I'm I'm doing some teaching mainly in Spanish now, you know, with a pastor in in, in Honduras, you know, named Rigoberto, you know. And we just, you know, give him some teaching in Spanish, and <clears throat> it's a blessing. Amen. It's growing little by little, but it's growing, and, and just giving the message. And I finished five minutes before. Look at that. I did good. Yes, you did. No? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <coughs> anyway, yes. Oh, stay there. Okay, I stay there. I don't do anything. They told me to stay there. But anyway. Hi. Okay. Praise reports of Honduras. There's a lot of praise reports. You know, um, uh, right now we're getting ready to go more or less in October, the first week of October to Honduras. <coughs> and uh, uh, they're all excited. They just had a, a meeting last Monday, you know, of the area. I think they get together every month. And, uh, uh, you know, they're waiting for us. We got some information. You know, we're getting the funds together. So if you can help, you know, the, those guys watching over there and over here, you know, help, you know, and... And it's going to be exciting. There's going to be some teaching. We're going for teaching. There's going to be a crusade. Yes, sir? Where are you going to be there? Oh, we're just going to go and sit and eat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let the, no. We, first, we're going to be teaching. You know, a lot of the pastors need help sometimes. They need, you know, some guidance. So we're going to help them. You know, and we're going to help them. And they help us. That's the thing. It's not you helping. They help us. You know, 
we come in from there and we don't have all the answers, you know, but they help us and the Lord does great and mighty things because we're just going into all the world to preach the gospel to every creature, which is what the Lord told us, you know, and that's our job. Is that it? Amen. Amen. So God bless you all. You're going to say something? Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Welcome, everyone, to Spirit of Prophecy Church. I'm so glad that you joined us today online and also here at the church. I've got a few announcements. Uh, one of them is we have a guest speaker next Sunday, both the 930 service and the one at 1030. So be sure you come to hear about Shauna and what her message is for us. And so I have flyers for the church. I have flyers for the church. And if you want to, Victoria, if you'll hand those to Sunhi, she can hand those out. And uh, Shauna, we've, we've known Shauna Martell, um, well, quite a long time. Yeah, maybe 20 years or so. Uh, she's a beautiful woman. Uh, she lost her husband to suicide back in 2014. Uh, and I, we, um, we went to the funeral, and Stan even spoke. And um, anyway, she wrote a book, but it, her message is going to be not just about what do you do to get through on how to get through something, something so horrible, but also about what God can do for us in the future when things are getting really tough. And so it's a really a message of hope. So I want you to really uh, think about coming, and it'll be on next, next Sunday at 9.30. So come back at 9 o'clock so that you be sure and get your seat. So... Maybe Sharonda, somebody's going to have to help me up here. <laughs> Somebody needs to help me. Here we go. Come on up here. All right, let's see. Um, also, on February 12th, that's when the, we do the Super Bowl, wear your favorite sports attire, and also we're having a Super Bowl Sunday chili. So right now... I only see one person signed up for the chili contest. So that means they'll win everything, first, second, third. Oh, there's a back page? Well, okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad there's no, there's more. And let's go ahead and hand these out. There's, we're going to hand out the fellowship sign-up sheet. <laughs> Here we go. There, if you can take that. Yeah. Can you hand those to, to Judith? Yes. Thank you. You can hand those around. Awesome. Thank you. Anyway, let's stand. Let's pray. Let's get our service going. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all the many blessings that you've given us. And thank you, Lord, that we can come here and freely serve you and worship you and praise you. Uh, we just love you, Lord, for everything you've done. Uh, you're such a marvelous, marvelous God, and we just love to worship you and love to praise you. And, Lord, for those that are watching online, if there's anybody here that's not feeling well, Lord, I ask that you heal them completely. Do a miraculous healing for them in Jesus' name. We know all we have to do is call on your name, and there's healing. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated. Well, we have two birthdays today. So if Raven and Bryce, 
Uh, Bryce, your birthday's tomorrow. Is that when is it? Oh, today. Oh, happy birthday, Bryce. Come on up here. And also, Raven, she'll be one when? The 25th. Now, that's my son Bentley's birthday. By the way, I've been gone so much here and there, so I never said who has birthdays in November. Let me see your hands. Okay, happy birthday, happy birthday in November and then uh, December. I know Eni does, I know Lou does. You do too? In December? December what? 26th. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm really sorry you never did get all those, you know, Christmas and birthday. Leslie Ann's birthday is December 30th, so we always, we, so now she says she has a birthday every month, so I maybe, you know, you could just join her and do that too. Uh, now January has birthday in January. Okay, Michael? You do too? <laughs> okay, Chuck. <laughs> when is Chuck's birthday? Okay. Marty, when is your birthday? Oh, the 30th. 30th. And then Michael? 24. 24? Okay. All right. We've got some birthdays that will be coming. Mine's February 3rd, just so y'all know. <laughs> That's coming up. But anyway, so Raven will be one on the 25th. And he, how old are you, Bryce? Eight. Eight. So what do you really want for your birthday? Presents. I don't really Just know presents, right now. that's all? Yeah. Presents. Just presents. You want credit cards? Sure. Shopping? I don't know. <laughs> all right, let's, let's uh, stand up and let's sing happy birthday to him and also to Raven. So it's Bryce and Raven, and then you can all bring up your cash for them. All right, one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bryce and Raven. Happy birthday to you. Lord, we just ask that you just bless them and just give them long and healthy and prosperous life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. What do you say, Bryce? Thank you. All right, look at all this money. My goodness, the line is long, I know, right? We're going to start a new tradition starting February 3rd. Well, actually, it'll be the 5th. <laughs> we'll see how it goes if we're going to continue or not. <laughs> well, and then Jessica and I have our anniversary on the 23rd. Oh, you have your anniversary on the 23rd? Okay. Awesome. What, what year? How many? Uh, five years now. All right, five years on the twenty. Man, you have a lot of stuff going on. And, yeah, I hope you're working really. Re I hope you're working really hard because you've got a lot of stuff to give. <laughs> Don't forget her, especially. Nope. <laughs> awesome. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Happy birthday to you. Go get go shopping, okay? Oh, there's some more. Yeah, on uh, Valentine's Day, Stan and I will actually be gone, but on February 12th when you're doing the Super Bowl chili contest, but on the 14th is actually Stan and my 40th anniversary. Yeah. I lasted that long. 
Yeah, birthday, anniversary, every, yeah, <laughs> just because it's me. <laughs> How long have you been married? Do you know? Uh-oh, you've been <laughs> a long time. <laughs> a long, how long? <laughs> now, you, that's not fair because you got married on two different days. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> oh, yeah, he knows. All right. Have there any other announcements? I think we're done. Okay. It's time for offering. You can come on up. I'll say Station night, here we go. Victoria is ready. Bring your offering. Uh, this is a single offering for Spirit of Prophecy Church only, not for missions, for the church. So come forward. Look. Blessing for the first one in the pot, right? If you want to harvest, you got to plant, and it doesn't come up overnight, right? You can't put your seed in the ground, and you can't plant your tomato on Monday and go out Tuesday. Where's my fruit? No, it takes some time, you know, but if you sow in, you know, I was doing a Zoom meeting last night and I told the people, I said, if you reap what you sow, if you're sick, pray for some people that are sick, you will get healed because you are sowing, healing. If you need deliverance, cast out some demons from some people this who have church, spirits. Often. This is this for the church, church Freddie. Okay, okay just this, just we'll do this later. So you sow what you reap. If you want to be blessed financially, and we pray for some people. They go, I can't make it. I'm working like a dog, but it comes in my hand and disappears. It, that happened to me. And then I started giving to the church. And, you know, little by little, the blessing began to shift. And, um, you, you know, you can live debt-free. You can live debt-free. That's the good news. You don't have to have, you know, you have electric bills and water bills, but you don't have to, you know, when you buy a car, you can pay cash. Your house can be paid in full. And you do that by connecting to the Lord. He will bless you. Amen? Amen. So, we would love to pray for this offering. Father in heaven, I ask you to receive this. We give it with joy. We are cheerful givers. And I ask you to bless this 30, 60, 100 fold, a return back. Not just in finances, Lord, but in blessing for the families and children and in protection and wisdom and knowledge. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven on your people and their families. In Jesus' name, amen. All of you that, uh, as I said last week, that are in a little bit of a financial pinch, I'm not going to say in a whole lot of financial pinch, but if you're in a bit of a financial pinch, just raise your hand before the Lord. Lord, those people that raise their hand a little bit of a pinch, Lord, I ask that this would be multiplied back to them, Lord, a thousandfold, and you would take care of them, press down, shaking together, and running over. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
Amen. Hand it that way. Okay, the reason we're taking, uh, doing the mission separate is that I need you to, for this Sunday and next Sunday, if you can't this Sunday, but really try to reach deep. Uh, Sharon and I are going to Pakistan to minister in, uh, in, in March, excuse me, March, we leave March 11th, and we don't get back till the 29th of March. So um, it takes a lot. Um, you know, when you go on mission trips, they don't bless you, although we do receive blessings spiritually, which is better. They and money. they don't give money, but um, they, they are wonderful people, and it's, we enjoy ministering to them. And we had to we had to pay for security. We had to pay for people with guns <laughs> taking us around. So, um, you know, they were also going to be doing a seminar for 100, 150 pastors for two days. And that means, you know, transportation and feeding them and, you know, blessing them that way, but also spiritually. Um, and also, he said, Pastor Massey said he, he put me in, in front of people, Morning and night, I'm going, no, <laughs> not right, not this quick, okay, um, just at least, you know, I can maybe do once a day, but no, I don't think about it twice a day, but he wants me to do the whole seminar, right, and I said, no, I can't do that either, uh, but anyway, the point is, I'm trying to make is that we are, we, it's a lot of money to fly there, um, we've already got our tickets, and uh, we are going to go whether you give or not, but this is a way for y'all to really help and to sow in to, just like Tony was saying earlier, go to all ye the world and preach the gospel. So many of you will not be able to physically get there, but you can support somebody that goes to these places. And this church is a missions church, like we're going to be going to Honduras in, in um, October, but March is coming up for October. So this Sunday and the next Sunday, I ask that you just really please pray and just... Um, you know, maybe you have to fast a meal. We'll take your meal money. <laughs> but um, just, um, you know, so deep into our mission to Pakistan. Uh, when we got into this Pakistan, India, Honduras, going out to another country minister, I had no idea how it works, and she sort of mentioned it. But let me explain it the way Texans understand it, okay? So my thought was, oh, the expenses are going to be airline fare down back, right? And hotel. Well, yeah, yeah, hotel, right, right, okay, but yeah. how much was the airfare? For Sharon and I, about 5000 6000 I don't know. I now, what I'm about to <laughs> say, I want, I'm saying this, Leslie is asking you to give, and that's the right thing. But God has already sent the money. He doesn't need your money. We don't need your money. But you, come on, need to have sell. an opportunity to give. Because if you want to be blessed, what we do is we give to people that cannot repay. If we give to people that cannot repay, then God repays. But here's the thing. He doesn't repay dollar for dollar. If we put in a dollar, he doesn't arrange for us to give back a dollar. Several times back. So if you're in a financial pinch, he's not obligated to cover hot checks. 
But if you've not given to the point to where you have to swallow, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. This would be a very good time for you to give. So it was about $5,000 for tickets. That's it, right? Wrong. Here's another thing I discovered. In another country, to get the hundred or so pastors there, how do you get them there? Give them all a sucker, right? We'll give you a red sucker or a blue sucker. No. You got to pay for their airfare or their buses. You got to also feed them when they're there. This is all the promise. Plus, you got to put them in a, up in a hotel. So to get a hundred pastors there, how much do you think that we had to send ahead to get that meeting put together? Give me a guess. This is this is a start. <laughs> That'd be $6, nice. Six thousand dollars. That was the start. So, so we've already put eleven thousand dollars into this, but we're not saying we need your help. Truly, it's already we've already done it. He's already done it. What I'm saying is, but it's an opportunity for you to get blessed. And I know it's one of the hardest things I had to learn in my life is to trust God. Trust Him. We trust Him with our salvation. We trust Him with our eternity. We trust Him that He's going to take care of us at the instant of death. <laughs> what about that money thing? <laughs> Can I really trust you with money? If we can trust him with the, the most important things, surely we can trust him with the money. That's right. So he said, prove me now herewith. It's the only place in the Bible God tests you. He basically is daring you. Prove me now herewith. If you will not give to me, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and not be room enough for you to receive. So here's the, here's the tip of the day. Here's the secret of the day. If you're in a bit of a financial jam, give. Because this is not going, Stan and Leslie, this is not going to Spirit of Prophecy Church. Every bit of this goes to get people saved. Now, what's coming to these meetings are not just people that need to get saved. These are the pastors that will then, let's say it's 100 That's pastors That's just two together. days. The what? That's just two of the however many days we're Yeah, well, they there. do several meetings. But what I'm saying is it's not just people to get saved. This is pastors that then go out to other countries. So we're reaching a whole lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. And by you giving, then the Lord sees it. And he says, oh, they gave to me. They gave to my gospel. They gave to what Tony was talking about this morning to send the gospel around the world. I'm going to bless them back. If you're in a financial pinch, that's the secret. Get out of your financial pinch by giving. What? <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about is true? Yeah. What? It's like, okay, you know, this is... We need to move on. <laughs> I know, but I've got to make a point. So, my suggestion would be, is that because what you do here, he repays for this one. Well, same thing with the church, but... Even bigger. So, yes, we would like you to give, but it's okay if you don't or can't. Right. And if you can't today, then be sure yeah. to be thinking about it for next Sunday, okay? I'll bring your uh, offerings for 
permissions. And they take credit cards? Yes. If you need a credit card uh, form, then uh, Melissa will hand them to you. Does anybody need a credit card form? Um, I know um, it goes to how many millions of people that they live stream? Like 9 million over there in Pakistan? Oh, when you're on in Pakistan? Or was it more than that, 9 yeah, million? Like, like 4 million? I, th I think you said 9 million last time. So it goes to like 9 million people uh, when I speak at this one church. Well, actually, several churches. Uh, one of the churches is uh, holds like, Sharonda, like 8,000? Like 8,000 people. They had more subscribers than Fox News, so, yeah. So, Sharon and I, our pictures are faced all over Pakistan. <laughs> Going to have your face on a milk carton? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Can you pray? Lord, we, we lift this up to you. And they already gave the Spirit of Prophecy Church. And now they had to dig deeper. And I know there's some people in the room that are at least not comfortable financially. And there's also some people that are hurting financially. And Lord, this time I ask an extra special blessing that you would bless them back spiritually and in the next life, but also solve their financial problems. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, and I touch and agree, Lord. We ask you to bless this and return it back to the people a hundredfold. I just want to say you are partakers in building the kingdom of heaven. You have no idea Amen. the um, impact that you're having right. on, on the lives of the hurting people, right. uh, the forgotten ones, the lost souls. So, Lord, bless them back and let them know. Let them have that peace in their heart and love and joy for supporting this mission. And we ask you to bless Amen. the missionaries Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> morning, morning, everyone. It's time for praise and worship. Let's stand and praise the Lord today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we love you, Lord. May this be a sweet, sweet fragrance unto you at your throne. Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We praise your holy name, Lord. You are holy. You are mighty. You are mighty. You are worthy. You are worthy. Worthy of praise. I will follow. I will follow. I will listen. I will listen. I will love you. All of my days. And I will sing to and worship the King who is 
where two or more are gathered in his name. Oh, he is here. Oh, for all who come, who run to him in faith. Oh, he is there. There is power. In the name of Jesus, there is power, power in his name. There is power in the name of Jesus, there is power, power in his name. No fear, no light can stand against us now. I worship. 
you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 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 Lord, they need a miracle. 
Lord, they're calling out to you. A miracle, Lord. A miracle. They're calling upon you, Lord, for their loved ones. Soon he and Luke, can you come pray? And Donovan, can you come Carolyn, can you come pray? Sharonda? Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we just thank you for a financial breakthrough. Lord, they need a miracle. Financial breakthrough, Lord. A miracle in their bodies, Lord. A miracle in their, in their families. Lord, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. There is no one else. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no
Don't be too noisy back there. Just kidding. We'd love to hear you. It makes us makes us all happy when we hear y'all. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask for a powerful anointing on your prophet Leslie this morning. 
that you would fill her mouth and heart with your words, with your fire, and that we would hear and be filled with your spirit this morning, and that you would use us in your service today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm not bringing um, any um, really deep message. I'm not bringing the air of the church today. Aren't you all happy about that? <laughs> That's next week. That'll be with Shauna. <laughs> well, two weeks from now, I'll do it again. Yeah, no, he's in, I'll, I'll let y'all start hearing me again and then say, okay, she's okay. Anyway, so my topic is, is that really I want to grow up. When I grow up, I want to be like Jesus. I mean, that's who our leader is. That is who we are looking to. Um, you know, I'm, I mean, I just praise the Lord all the time. I mean, right now, it's like, you know, we should praise him all the time anyway. But right now, it's uh, especially noted in my life because he did do a miracle. I'm a walking miracle. I mean, I know I'm a walking miracle. I know I am. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's been a blessing. So, I mean, I'm, on, I'm 100%. 100%. I'm beating all the odds. They they said um, that, you know, she would be 100% in three months. Well, it hasn't been three months. Um, I mean, you know, I'll be in rehab for two weeks. I was there five days. And then they said that she'll have to come back and be probably do three months of rehab. I didn't have to do any. So um, praise the Lord, you know, praise the Lord. Yes, I could hear your prayers. I mean, I sense your prayers. I mean, being on the receiving end now of receiving prayers from people all over the globe, um, you know, anytime I, I, you know, fear does come when you have a stroke. <laughs> so anytime it would like start rising up in me and I'd be wanting to start crying or something, because I just, you know, the unknown, it's like, you know, where are we going to go from here? Um, and then I, and then all of a sudden a peace would come on me and it was like I could just, in the spirit, I could see people on their face. I could see them. And kneeling, I could see them just sitting on the couch praying. And, uh, and I thank all of you and all those who are watching online. Many of you have prayed for me. And praise the Lord. I could just, it's like you just knew. I was just being soaked with it, soaked with the prayers. And so it helped my faith. It helped my faith just grow, just exponentially and just I knew I was going to be fine I mean by the time I got to the rehab they put on a um after five days they put me in a rehab hospital and uh you know I thought I was going to be there for two weeks like I said it was five days and the first night they had me on a, a monitor on the bed so if you got up <laughs> all these alarms would go off you know and then they come in and they chew they come in and chew you out because you got up by yourself, right? Um, so, you know, uh, uh, Leslie, even though Leslie was there, I could, still couldn't get up unless the nurse came in. And um, the, there was a, my neighbor behind me in another room behind me. He was 101 years old, and he had a monitor on his bed. And Sharonda stayed one night. She knows this. So it would go off all the time, <laughs> <laughs> these bells and whistles, alarms and everything. And we could hear him in the other room because the walls are really thin. He goes, I just want to go pee. I just want to go pee. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I know the feeling. Well, after the first night, you know, because it takes the nurse forever to get in there when you got to go to the bathroom, right? And they wouldn't let just Leslie land it. So after the, the second day, 
I said, look, can you just, the nurse came in, turn off the monitor. I said, will you just leave it off? I mean, I really can just get up by myself. This was the second day being there. The second day. I didn't even need the walker, but I had to have the walker because they wouldn't let me go anywhere without the walker. And I did enjoy the wheelchair down there, so I didn't have to walk all the way. But, um, you know, God is so good. He's so good. But I am I'm 100%, so I just praise the Lord. Anyway, I just had to get that out. I thank you, Jesus, because, you know, I want to see more miracles. And I know once you receive, I know that that anointing is in you to deliver. And so that's what I'm planning on doing. And I'm not stopping ministering. And um, when, I was gonna, when I was asked to go to Pakistan, Stan says, I just don't feel good about you going to Pakistan. <laughs> Rightfully so. Um, but that night I had a dream, and I knew that I was supposed to go. I even had topics that I was supposed to do at a seminar. And so I knew he had spoken. And I knew, I thought, really did, I really thought God was going to say no. But instead, he says, yes, go. So I know he'll be with us, and I'm really excited. Excuse me, can I have my water? My mouth is really dry. Sorry, excuse me just a moment. <laughs> praise the lord praise god all right so we need to grow up to be like jesus don't we i mean we there's some that have known jesus or accepted him 40 years ago but they have never grown up there's some that have known him only for a year and they're a year old and they're more grown up than somebody that's been there for 40 years with jesus so the point is if he's what our we're supposed to look at to be then what are some of his attributes that we need to strive for? Because I don't want to ever hear from anybody here, and I haven't, is that, well, this is just how God made me, or this is just my character, this is just how my personality is. No, we are supposed to be changing those characters that are evil and become like him, become like him. Now, we need to become spiritually aware, don't we? Because everywhere we go out there in the natural, we need to be naturally aware of our surroundings, but we need to be spiritually aware. And in Matthew 26, 41, it says, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We're very weak. Our flesh is weak. So we need his discernment. We need to be spiritually aware. We need to pray we'll become spiritually aware. We need to become aware of our physical surroundings as well as our spiritual surroundings. And when we are aware, we can make those better choices. Now, one of his great attributes is that he was attentive to others. He paid attention to them. Right? He did. He was attentive to them. And in Matthew 7, 1 through 5, it says, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with, that, with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured unto you again. And why beholdest thou the note, mote that is in the brother's eye? Why are you looking what is in somebody else's eye? And not considering that being that's in your own eye. Right? It might be bigger than the one that you're pointing to. And then, or, or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull that boat out of thy eye, and behold, a beam is in thy own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thy own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. So when we change, when we change our character, when we are that good example, 
then we, then we can help a person to become more Christ-like. We must not judge, we must judge ourselves. This came from the commentary. I just love this. We must judge ourselves first and judge of our own acts, but not make the word, our word a law to everybody. We must not judge rashly or pass judgment upon our brother without any ground. We must, must not make the worst of people. In other words, don't set them up for failure. Don't set them up for failure. Here is just reproof of to those who quarrel with their brethren for small faults while they allow themselves in greater ones. Some sins are as motes. Some others are as beams. Some are as a gnat or others are a camel, according to the word. Not that there is any sin little or it be a moat or a splinter. It is in the eye. If, it is a, if a gnat is in the, eye, in the throat, both are painful and dangerous and we cannot be easy or well till, till they get out, right? That which charity teaches us to call but a splinter in our brother's eye, true repentance and godly sorrow will teach us to call a beam in our own eye. It is a strange that we, a man can be, can be in a sinful, miserable condition and not be aware of it. Do y'all know anybody like that? Have you ever met anybody like that? It's like, how can they not see this? I mean... Their goal is to be like that famous athlete. Their goal is to be like that, that uh, famous actress or actor. Uh, their goal is to, to be like a great politician. But all the while, you know, we're, we're like sometimes, I'm sorry, Californians, maybe you're listening. I'm, you know, we just kind of put you all together, and I know we shouldn't. But, but, but there's some people, they're just like, how can they even vote like that? How can they even be like that? It's like they can't see. But we need to be the example whether we wanting to be more Christ-like. When they see your fruits, when they see um, the blessings coming to you, when they see that there's something different about you, then they'll want to be like you because you're being more Christ-like. So they are attentive. Now, I'm going to talk to you um, husbands, for example. Ephesians 5.25, husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Um, I was listening to a program this week, and, and this lady called in, and she was talking 90 miles an hour. And she was like, my husband just won't listen to me. You know, I asked him this question, what do you, like, what do you love about me? And then I, uh, you know, I was just constantly talking to him, and he just wanted to talk to me. He's just a quiet man, and I just need some... Some a pat on the back, you know, knowing that he loves me, and he can't even say that he loves me, and I'm going, shut up! <laughs> you can just take a breath, right? Just take a breath. Maybe you need to be listening and attentive to him, and then he'll be more attentive to you. So, you husbands, most of you are quiet. Most of you say a few words, but women, most of you don't know when to shut up. Yeah, shut your mouth, Stan, shut your mouth. <laughs> but, that, but it's true, so we just need to not be yet, 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 yet. We just need to be attentive. But if you're attentive, then I know the, hus- the husbands will be to you. In, in Philippians 2, 20 and 21, it says, For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. And this is what happens. They become unconcerned about everybody else around them. It's only about me. They're just thinking about what is going to pleasure them. 
Is that the right thing to do? That's not what Jesus did. He was attentive to others. Now, what about compassion? I understood y'all heard a good message from, from Brandon last week about compassion. Because God is, is he's all about compassion. Or is that person just insignificant? I'll just walk right by them. I won't pay no attention to them. I don't have time. I don't want to go there. Or are they significant to you where you're full of compassion to them? In 1 John 3, 17, for, but whoso hath, this world's, the, whoso hath this world's good and seeth the brother have need and shut up up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? So if you just ignore it, where's your fruit? Where's your love for humanity? Where's your love for your fellow brothers and sisters? And not just the ones in Christ, just fellow brothers and sisters. You see, we are a we are a, um, a different religion, if you want to say it that way. We are a different religion because we want to be Christ-like. Now, the Buddhists, you know, they don't want to have bad karma coming back to them, and, and so that some of the Hindus and so forth, so they try to do things right. But their God is dead. Ours alive. And many people call us hypocrites, and we are. We are. We're all going to say, yes, we are. But the difference is, is that we love the Lord, and we'll try to change to be more Christ-like and, and live in him. Now, how, how loyal are you? Are you loyal or are you disloyal? Are you loyal with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones? Think about it. How loyal are you? I mean, um, you know, this, this um, friend of mine, she's in real estate, and she's not very good. But she's a friend of mine, and I'll be loyal to her. I'll be loyal to her the whole time. But that's just a small part of being, of being what is loyal. So become loyal. Make a decision today that your friends, you're going to be loyal to them. Your pastors, you're going to be loyal to them. Your loved ones, you're going to be loyal to them. It's so important because Christ is loyal. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. Does he? He loves us. No matter what. Even in our sin. In John fifteen thirteen says, Greater love hath no man this that a man lay down his life for his friends. For his friends. Now, wisdom or your own feelings. We are supposed to pray for wisdom. Wisdom from God. If you're not praying that every day, add that to the list. Now, I will warn you, because I have found out the hard way sometimes, because I pray for wisdom every day. Well, sometimes wisdom is when you make mistakes, <laughs> you learn from it. So God allows sometimes mistakes to happen, so you learn from it. But that's still the wisdom of God. Because you know, one day I was saying, Lord, I need your wisdom, and I made a mistake. And then I realized he was teaching me something. He's teaching me something. So I said, thank you for your wisdom. You know, once you finally realize, it came back to that. In Proverbs 9, 13, a foolish woman is clamorous. Let know she's noisy. She's simple and knoweth nothing. 
knoweth nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. It's in James 1, 5. So pray. Ask for wisdom. Now, wisdom doesn't always mean you're going to get your way. Matter of fact, wisdom, a lot of times, he'll teach you and tell you, don't do that. But we have to be obedient to that. Casting down, every, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is the 2 Corinthians 10.5. So bring every thought, every thought. How would Jesus do it? What would Jesus do? You like that, that bracelet that sometimes people wear? They wear it, but I don't know if they do anything about it. But what would Jesus do? It's so important. Now, what about self-control? Or are you going to be self-indulgent? You know, are you going to do it your way? Are you going to enjoy that alcohol just a little bit more? Are you going to enjoy just running around a little bit more? Are you going to just enjoy, like, um, overeating a little bit more? You know, what are you going to enjoy? Or are you going to have self-control? Did Jesus have self-control? Yeah, he had self-control. Had self-control, and, you know, when he was tempted on the mount, you know, Satan came to him. I mean, he was tempting him with all the kingdoms of the world. But he had self-control. Even though he was suffering. He, I mean, he hadn't eaten. He just prayed. He uh, was weeping. But he had self-control. And knew what was going to be better for him with that self-control. In Galatians five twenty four and 25. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. You know, one thing that Lou and Sunni tell, will tell you, like... In deliverance, it's not everything's the devil. Not everything's an evil spirit. Many times, is it self-control? Is it self? It's just, it's like self-control. You're doing it. You're allowing it to happen. You know, you can't just say all the time when something goes wrong, uh, well, the devil made me do it. No, you just did it because you wanted to. Right? So crucify the flesh. We have to crucify the flesh. Boy, that's not fun. Not fun. But if we're going to grow up to be like Jesus, that is one of the first things that we need to learn, to crucify that flesh, to not always do what we want to do. Now, patience or restlessness? What do you have? I hope so. Stan says, I have patience, I just don't have patience to use it. <laughs> yeah, it does take a lot of, you know, that self-desire to want to have patience. To zip the mouth. You know, one thing we learned about all this, this horrific thing that went with me is that some things, well, many things are just not worth it anymore. It's just not. Yeah, it's just pointless. So we're just saying have patience. And, you know, if that other person on the other end of the line is making me mad, I've got to have self-control. I've got to have patience. I've just got to let it go. 
It's not worth it anymore. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to get up so upset with each other. You know, husbands and wives, it's just not worth it anymore. Is it, honey? No. I mean, you should see this changed man. I mean, really. I mean, it's like, it's not worth it, Leslie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. We don't have to we don't have to get all angry. We don't have to get all built up inside. It's not worth it. So what if that hamburger wasn't made right? Matt? Either eat it or go get another one. So what? I mean, we live in a country that there's so many blessings and yet you know, something doesn't just go our, our way like we think it should go. We get all upset. It's time to just say it's not worth it. And it sure, sure wasn't the waiter's, waiter's uh, problem. So don't take it on them. They didn't cook it for you. Right? It's just not worth it. It really isn't. It raises your blood pressure. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It makes you have anxiety. It makes you get stressed and uptight. So have patience. Have patience. Romans 5, 3 and 4 says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. So even when things aren't going exactly right, glory in it. Thank the Lord for it. You learn from it. You learn from them. You know, sometimes people say, um, especially early on in our ministry. Well, actually, it's probably a couple of months in. <laughs> but, you know, when we first started the ministry, it's like, how are we going to pay the bills? Where is it going to come from? And God always provided. Yeah, it was the 11th hour and 59th minute, you know, but he always provided. Then after a while, it's like, oh, well, we don't have the money. Oh, well, we just, we know God will take care of it. And he always does. We don't get uptight about it anymore. We don't worry about it anymore. We know that he's just going to take care of it. One way or another, he'll just take care of it. You know? I might have to go move in with Brandon and Sharonda, but, you know, he'll take care of it. You have room? <laughs> Romans 5, 4 says, And patience, experience, and also, let back up a little bit. Knowing that tri- tribulation worth it, work with patience. Why do we have to go through things to have patience, to learn how to have patience? We don't want to have patience, and we wouldn't know what patience was until we go through those things. Anybody have to feel like you're going through tribulations? Come on, let me see him. Yeah. Are you having patience through it? Somehow, some way, right? And patience, experience, and experience hope. You know, one thing that we did, we learned, when you walk by faith, then there's, you learn to have hope. I don't know how to, else to say it, but really, if, you don't, if you're not going through tribulation, it's hard to know there's hope because you, you don't realize that, that God is taking care of things. And when you see that he did... Thank him. Glorify him. Give him praise and honor and glory because he, he took you through the tribulation. He gave you hope. 
All right, now, Jesus was very punctual. He was right on time, just like he's still right on time with us, even though we don't think he's on right on time, right? Or are you tardy all the time? You didn't have to bring that up, mostly. (laughs) Sharonda's going, no, you didn't. (laughs) Hey, you're getting better, Sharonda. Yes, you are. So, uh, but that's just because of him, right? (laughs) So punctual is very important. Or are you tardy? So ask, you know, yourself, am I punctual? Do I need to work on that? Hmm? Yeah. In Ecclesiastes 3, 1, it says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. He always is on time. So we need to be too. When you're on time for things, then, you know, people notice. They, pay, they notice. And also it gives glory to God because you care enough. You care enough. So maybe you need to set the alarm a little 15 minutes earlier. I have a, uh, an acquaintance that uh, one thing that, that this person always did was to make sure they were on time, they were always 15 minutes early. Always 15 minutes early to no matter what they were going to go to. And I'm going, I needed that extra 15 minutes. Why did you show up now? But they were always 15 minutes early. So she, they made a decision that, you know, when I leave to go to that place, I'm going to calculate the time, and then I'm going to deduct 15 minutes, and I'll leave that, that much earlier. And they always knew they were going to be on time. Always. And they were always on time. Are you dependable or inconsistent? Could someone call upon you to be dependable? I hope so. Would, I, would you be able to depend on me? I hope so. In 1 Corinthians 4, 2, says, Moreover, it is required in stewards or the work that a man be found faithful. You know, are you dependable at your workplace? You know, if you just constantly get there on time, uh, ahead of time, you know, go in to, to do a work that's, that's they're, they're going to find that you're dependable in all that you do, Pretty soon they're going to notice. And it's not like, hey, look at me. They're just going to end up noticing, aren't they? Yep. Has anybody have that happen to them? Yep. Yeah. Has Because with that dependability, they know that they can count on that person. And that's the person we want to have around. And that's the person we want to give the raise to. Are you hospitable or do you isolate? Hmm. Well, you know, if you don't want that person to come to your door, just just don't answer it. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, kind (laughs) of. Are you hospitable? It was Jesus hospitable? Matter of fact, you know, he washed the feet, didn't he? You know, one thing I learned about Messiah that I've heard about, I haven't ever asked him, but someone told me, um, that if you go to, to visit him there in Colorado, go to his house, the first thing that he and Esther do is to wash our feet. That's being very hospitable. I will go when I have a pedicure, and then I'll go. 
because he's going to wash our feet because that's what I hear that he does. I mean, you know, that how humbling that is. Now, don't expect me to wash your feet if you come to my house. I'm still working on that. Stand well. Stand, stand well. Stand well, wash your feet. Or I'll get the dog Misty and she can lick them or something. <laughs> In Hebrews 13, 2 says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. We, um... <laughs> I'll give you an example. In, uh, when we lived in Topeka, Kansas, Stan was really working on hospitable being uh, to, for you. I, don't, I think you really were. And so there was a, you had gone to, I think, a church, a men's meeting or something. When I start talking about this, you'll remember. And there was uh, this big black man, and he was homeless. He didn't have anywhere to stay. So Stan says, come to my house, I'll put you up. Now, he goes, and he start, Stan starts quoting the scripture. He might be an angel. He might be an angel. Well, it finds out, we found out that he wasn't. <laughs> but we didn't take any chances. We didn't take any chances. But, but because of that hospitableness that Stan did, I don't even know if that's a word, um, it changed our character. It maybe didn't change his, but it changed who we were because we knew we had done the right thing. In First Peter 4, 9, it says, Use hospitality one to another without grudging, without, ugh, yuck. Got to have another party. Got to have people over. And then I got to clean it up. I don't ever feel that way. Sam might, but I don't ever feel that way. Are you having another party? I love having people over, really. In Titus 1 8 says, But a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, and temperate. That's where we're supposed to be. A lover of it. Now, don't just raise your hand, but who loves hospitality? Carolyn, you better raise your hand. I mean, I could point to some people in here that really are hospitable. She's one of them. She's one of them. You know, when someone comes over, what should you do? You want anything to drink? I mean, I was still working on stuff. But when um, I was, had gotten home from the hospital, she texted me. She said, um, can I do anything? Do you want me to bring you some food? You know, do you want me to set something up? And... I was like, no, and then I said, oh, well, she cooks really good. <laughs> I said, well, if you want to make something, if you, when you, next time you make something, if you want to just make extra, then sure, we'd love to have it. And they delivered to our, our doorstep some awesome soup and salad and bread. I was, well, we didn't have bread because you already had bread. But I'm like, oh, thank you, Carolyn. I don't know if I ever thought she thanked you for that. It was so good. Stan goes, do we have any more of that soup left? And one, I wanted to hide it in the refrigerator so I could eat it. But she's so hospitable, even in her own home, but also for other people. In Colossians 3.23, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily, as unto the Lord and not unto man. 
And this is what we need to do every day of our life. I know I'm not teaching y'all or telling y'all anything that's really grandiose here. But I think that we need to be all reminded that who's our leader? Who do we want to be like? And these are just a few of his attributes I'm giving you today. A few, very, very, very few of them. But give it all no matter what you do. In Colossians 3.24 says, knowing that, of the, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. You receive a reward for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you are being in place right here with, with him. Like you're representing Jesus Christ and all that you do. You know, we go to, I take the grandkids sometimes out to Lou and Sunni. I mean, I don't, I, I never see the kids eat so much in my life when they go out there. Here, you want some quail eggs? You want some eggs? You want some cheese? You want some, uh, quail, uh, quail, what was it? Goat milk. Goat milk and, and the meat from the quails and all that. I mean, you should quail me. I mean, little bitty Scarlet, she'll eat as much as any man in here. She goes there. So they're very hospitable. I, I love it. You know, what do you want? My house is your house. What do you want? I'll take that picture over there. Maybe that blanket. <laughs> but you receive a reward. <laughs> Forgiveness or denial. And this is something we need to ask ourselves. Do we forgive? Or are we just going to ignore it? We're just going to be not denial about it. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So what happens here? That picture says, what are the benefits of forgiveness? What happens when that chain is opened up? It's freedom. You're not hanging on to what happened. You know, there's some things that many of us have gone through that you just feel like you should not forgive them yet because it's just not, you know, I can't. I just can't forgive them for what they did to me. So what you're doing is you're carrying that chain along with you all the time. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. It's just not worth it. Just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Are you with Christ? Do you trust him? Do you have hope in him? Yeah, I hope so. Forgive. Are you, do you love or are you selfish? Me, 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 me. You know, little toddlers are all about me, 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 me. <laughs> so are you a toddler in Christ? Are you a toddler in Christ? Or do you love one another? In 1 Corinthians 13, 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, which is love, it profiteth me nothing. Y'all are really quiet today. So these are attributes of Jesus. So are there things that you need to learn to do? Are there things that we need to maybe increase our awareness of, of how we act? Because maybe this is how you were just made. Maybe this is just your character. Maybe this is just your personality because of who you're around or your surroundings. But God wants you to change. 
He wants to mold you and make you more like him. We have to crucify the flesh. It's not fun. Are you humble or are you arrogant? Humble or arrogant? James 4, 6 says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. He will give you grace as you're humble. Humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself. Don't be like that toddler that's me, 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 that's arrogant, thinks every toy is for them, but be humble before God. You won't be overlooked. You won't be overlooked. God sees it, and that's all that matters anyway. Are you organized or disorganized? Taxis. <laughs> Are you organized in your home? Or do you need to hire somebody to come in and help clean it up? Yeah. Organized. It's, um, it's like, you know, you're, you might look really disorganized, but I know where that paper is, about the 20th one paper down here on the desk. Underneath here. It's on this side, yeah. Car too. Everything. Everything in life. Are you organized? It takes a little bit of effort, but... It shows. And, and because Jesus is very organized. And Jesus tells us in his word, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. So if there's someone here that needs to pray, Lord, help me be more organized, then we need to pray today. Are you, gen are you generous or are you stingy? Some of these are kind of sound the same. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. You know, um, <laughs> uh, I told Stan one day, he says, man, you had so many shoes. I said, I know, but I keep giving them away and more come. <laughs> and that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. I heard, yeah, <laughs> I heard someone like, Gave a bike away, and then more came, and gave those bikes away. And then more came, and gave those bikes away. That's just an example. Clothes came, I gave clothes away. Now I have more clothes. Amen. Right? <laughs> but it's true. If you give, if you're generous, then they just keep coming back, so you've got to give some more. Right? Virtue, are you pure, or is there impurity in you? In 2 Peter 1, three says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that he that hath called us to glory and virtue. He wants us to be pure. Pure in our thoughts, pure in our actions, because he was the perfect example He's our perfect example of purity. There is no imperfections in him. We all need to pray for purity. Brandon, if you get your team come up here. What I'm about to do is 
I um, I want to open up the altar or just where you are. You can kneel. You can sit. But I know that these were just a minor few things about, about the um, attributes of Jesus. And it really goes along with what Tony was saying today, that with faith, you know, he gives us hope. He takes us to places that, that no man could go, that we've never not thought we'd go there. But wherever, whatever we do, we need to have faith in Jesus as our, our first example. But we also need to um, work on attributes of Jesus and just be more like him. Now, I'm not asking you to be some super Christian out there because those people drive me nuts. But you know what I mean? There's a balance. There's a balance. And pretend, because I don't want that, be pretentious. Come on up here, team. But I'm asking you just say, Lord, how can I get closer to you? How can I be more like you? Sure, I could have talked about air in the church, which is kind of my forte. And usually it's about another church, other people. But this is so important because in this church, we need to learn to be more like Jesus. And I believe if we learn to be more like Jesus, then the numbers will come in. Because it wouldn't be like you. You'll be a living testimony. Because they wouldn't be like you. Where do you go to church? Well, I want to go there because I want to be like you. I want to know things that you know. I want to do things like you. Are you that person? When the praise team comes on, just praise these. Praise, is a, praise to the Lord of this, this song. I just open up the altars or just kneel down where you are and, and begin to repent from the things that you know that there's some imperfections in your life that you need to be more like Him. If you want prayer when you're kneeling, where you are just raise your hand and one of the leaders will come and pray for you if you want to come up to the altar come up here I worship you. 
light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise deeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. If you want someone to pray for you, I worship you. You are here, healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, turning lives around. Even when I don't see it, you're working. 
even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. Can everybody stand up for the Lord? Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That is who you are. praise in here hallelujah lord i pray right now in the name of jesus lord just every hand raised up lord we want to be more like you we want to grow up to be more like you teach us all your ways lord all your ways and help us to repent from things that we've done wrong and let us see clearly those things that are not pleasing to you let us not be so much into ourselves that we don't see what we need to change. Now bless your people, Lord. Thank you for bringing them here today. And I pray that we all walk out differently in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless all of you for coming. If you need more prayer, we're here.